Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You ever played Don't Shit Your Pants? I did. That was like a really a, a really early indie game. That was like what, 2008, 2009, I think. Yeah. I live the uh, yeah. Don't Shit Your Pants game. My entire yeah. life is Don't Shit Your Pants. Just seeing for myself. Yeah, Rogue Legacy yeah. 2, Full Metal Furies, and Rogue Legacy 1. Yeah. And then a bunch of small small things. They must, have done really, like, they must have done really well off Rogue Legacy 1. It was pretty good. really well off Rogue Legacy 1. Yeah. Really I mean, good. it got ported to like everything. And it was set, like it's a PS3 and PS4 generation Switch iOS. It's really a comfort zone. It's one of those games I could just play at any time, you know. Yeah, yeah. If I just wanted to kill some time. Mm-hmm. Are we live? I think we might be live. Looks like it. Yeah, all the pals are saying so. Hi, pals. Welcome to uh, slightly something else. I'm Yati Crozier. I'm joined by Marty Sleever. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. We were just talking about Rogue Legacy 2 for no particular reason. But mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about co-op games. We are. There's two of us. Before, though, do we want to do, do have a quick addendum to last week's? Have you, have you followed the news this morning? Oh, the gaming news yes, about Square? yes. Square Enix, so, whom we very yeah. recently accused of having no identity and spreading themselves yeah. too thin, <laughs> kicked all their Western franchises in the bin this morning. Yeah, I don't. I I like to think that they saw our show last week and were so moved by it that they said, "All right, we need to learn the error of our ways." Also, selling. Uh, so so Square Enix sold off um, uh, Crystal Dynamics, uh, IDOS Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, including the IP for stuff like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and Thief and Legacy of Kane to the Embracer Group, who's this Whatever big that like That's European a- conglomerate. Yeah, that's a really ominous fucking name, isn't it? That's an evil cyberpunk corporation name right there. It it? really is. But they own, they've bought so much. Like they own Gearbox. They own the the Coke Media, Cock Media. I still haven't learned how to say it. Not like the Coke Brothers, but the Cock Media, Coke Media. I'm not sure. I'm just going to stop saying this. Stop saying (laughs) Cock Media. (laughs) It's K-O-C-H. Coke? Koch. Koch. In In German, it would be Koch. That is, that is true. So uh, we started with Don't Shit Your Pants and then we went to Koch. Uh, And most importantly, they got the Gex IP. So good for them. Yeah, see, they they mentioned that they got Gex and Legacy of Kane, but what the fuck have those two franchises been doing for the last many years? I don't know. I I genuinely do not know. Um, But yeah, it's also funny because I think the day after we recorded ours, there was also a statement from uh, Yuji Naka about how Square like kicked him off Balan Wonderworld and release the game unfinished because they Square doesn't care about games. And I'm like, oh, this is okay. a lot of stuff happened the week after we talked about them. I'd be interested to know how the finished results differed from Yuji Naka's vision. I don't know if like an extra six months really would have helped that game. No. Yeah. But anyway, now we must move to a much less relevant topic. Mm-hmm. And possibly much less interesting. Yeah. Was, was there anything in particular that sparked this? Or this was just an idea we've had for a while. Yeah, I think I've just written down a bunch of like evergreen ideas. Um and there was there's been no like no recent um game has really stood out in terms of co-op except maybe Elden Ring, which um the way I think of it as co-op is very different than traditional co-op because I, I don't actually play it with yeah, other people. I still haven't played it online. But uh, uh, oh yeah, that's uh, right cuz you're playing pretty yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh I've always preferred the sort of multiplayer that Dark Souls that from software games do because it's mm-hmm. the kind of multiplayer where you don't really have to interact with the buggers. Yeah, you, you need some help. You call them in. You have a big fight. They piss off. I perfect re- perfect interaction right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I I think also I view from soft games as co op in a weird way of not even playing directly with people, but a, like, we're in this together, let's try to find out some secrets, let's figure out this game at the same time. And so, like, I had text threads with some pals, and we were all playing together, and it would be like, without spoiling, did anyone get down to this place called the Shifra Riverwell, and what the hell's going on down here? And so it would be this, like, communal 
communication about the journey we were on and we were never playing alongside each other but it was kind of it, it was nice it was like misery loves company kind of thing i'm very much on th- agree that from software games uh, are designed to be played as a sort of communal experience without necessarily yeah. playing it together absolutely especially, especially elden ring because like everyone's got their own uh thing that they found that nobody else did yeah, yeah, and it's a game so big that I'm still seeing people like post screenshots of areas and bosses, and I'm like, I literally did not know this was a thing in the game whatsoever. But in, in terms of uh, actual like online co-op, mm-hmm. or even not online, just like multiplayer co-op, playing at the same yeah. time, I've always felt that it's a misstep uh, to do the egregious thing that AAA does so much these days, to try to create a game that can be simultaneously single-player and multiplayer. yeah. Which they've always done with like live service sort of stuff, like Outriders and uh, Borderlands mm-hmm. and Destiny. It's always yeah. like, yeah, you could play it alone, you sad, sad person. Yeah. We're going to <laughs> we're going to tacitly judge you the whole time, but it's but and because um, I find, I think I've said before that you can you can optimize the experience for single player, or you could optimize it for multiplayer, but you can't do both. You can't do both, and you can't just have a, oh, well, some more enemies are there, or a thing has more health if there's two of you, because that well, that's that what doesn't always, seem like a solution to the problem. That's what it always ends up being, and that's why like people who generally like multiplayer experiences don't like it so much, because because they have to account for the possibility that you're the only one there. Yeah. If basically, every player character could solo the game. Mm-hmm. Even if there's multiple classes, they could all just solo the game. They're all just basically good at everything. Yeah. Whereas I think in an optimal co-op experience, everyone has to have their bit. Everyone has to have their thing that they do. Yep. And I mean, the games that that I think of when I think of like top tier co-op experiences, and even some of the games we have in the the artwork for this episode, are games where where both players. Um, I mean, rarely do you see it with four players, but but hmm. the two players have their own distinct sort of skills and abilities and tasks but they feed into the shared goal yeah i mean the ideal thing is your team fortress thing where like uh, the sniper can destroy heavies and the mm-hmm. spy can absolutely destroy snipers so everyone has to work yeah. together yeah yeah but that that takes uh that that takes like a a work of 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 tremendous design acumen to be able to create a game where that has those kind of interlocking parts well, you know sure. as opposed to like the multiplayer in like Halo or Gears of War, which isn't bad, but it is just the same game alongside your pals. I don't think it has to be like a perfectly designed interlocking multiplayer thing. I think it's just you have to give different characters different abilities and a different role. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always hated when they um, that practice that used to be more prevalent, but not so much these days, where they take a single player franchise and then try to make the new the new sequel co-op mm-hmm. dead space 3 springs to mind yep yeah that's one and, fresh in my memory yeah and they did the the usual thing it's just two players with the same abilities and twice as many mm-hmm. enemies yep uh and and but there's still only one upgrade station in each area so you have to wait for the other person to do their upgrades while you just stand there and then yeah. they leave the upgrade station and then you have to go there which is kind of a pain in the ass um yeah, one thing dead space 3 did really neat was those um like asymmetrical sanity effects um yeah that's a story which, thing but you don't yeah. appreciate story in a multiplayer setting you really don't because if you would have if you would ask like casey and i played through it co-op um mm. recently on the escapist and if you would ask me to like describe the story of that game it is less like knowing the characters and plot and more of like oh well we had fun because we got into this one bullshit section and was and we're doing a bunch of dumb stuff and then one of us would freak out because our screen would be covered in blood and the other one wouldn't see anything at all um but that has nothing to do with like the gameplay per se yeah the reason why you can't optimize for single player and multiplayer is that single players uh usually want to get immersed with the story Mm -hmm. and you can't really get immersed in a story in a multiplayer setting because the other person will always be there reminding you that you're not in the world, you're in the real world, talking to someone yeah. over your headset. Yeah. Unless, I mean, so the, 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 I think the one most recent example of, of, a, of a, you know, a, a shining piece of co-op gameplay would be It Takes Two, which is yes, also featured agreed. in art. It's, and it, because that is only a co-op game. Yeah, 
it plays wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's constantly mixing things up and um, it's constantly got a new idea for the kind of co-op gameplay I'm talking about where every player contributes something different. Like there's a bit where mm-hmm. one of the players has a hammer and one of them has a nail. So you have to work together to solve puzzles. There's a bit where one <laughs> player, it was a bit where it's sort of like a third-person shooter section where one player has a gun that shoots explosive gel, but it won't mm-hmm. detonate unless the other player shoots it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty clever design for a co-op shooter. Yeah. And the story, the on the other hand, is a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like uh, 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 working out your divorce along, who'd you, you played it with Nick, right? Yeah. Working out your divorce yeah. alongside Nick. I don't yeah. want to get divorced from Nick. We have a very happy family life. <laughs> He's going to Iceland without you, though. Well, that's why we have a very happy family life. It's important <laughs> to have our alone time. You'll understand when, you, when you're married yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I think the gameplay is so strong it saves it, but the, you know, the story's not very really good. The dialogue's really obnoxious at times. And yeah, really especially like, some of the characters can be very... Um... I really don't like the characters at all in that game. Yeah. I thought both the parents were bad parents, and I thought the uh, the the was it a genie? Who was a genie? A book? A talking book? Yeah. Was that your like your tour guide? I didn't like that man at all. Yeah, it was really weird, and the pacing of the yeah. story was weird. Like there was no real mm-hmm. sense of how far through the story we were or what we were trying to achieve. Yeah. But if you look at it as a fun series of set pieces, it's a great game, a fun thing to experience oh, with a friend, as is the intention. Absolutely, and it's a thing that is uh, like inherently gamey and inherently interactive, which is ironic considering they just announced a, the movie that like The Rock is producing and possibly starring what? in. What? What? Um, this is yeah. the first I'm hearing yes. of this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is attached to produce the movie and possibly star. Oh, for God's sake. Is it me or is The Rock attached to a lot of shitty video game adaptations? Uh, yes. He uh, quite a, He was in the Rampage movie. Do you yes, remember Rampage? Was. Yeah. yeah. And he was in that Jumanji sequel that's not he was. adapting a video game but is about video games? But is about a video game? Yeah. Does, does he like um, video games or something? He was in Doom. He was oh, in the original Doom. That's true. I completely forgot because that's a, that's a retro, that's a nostalgic shitty video game yeah. movie, that is. <laughs> Um, maybe he likes games. Like, yeah, I don't know if he's been in, like, he always seemed like he was always thrown around. They were like, he should be in the Gears of War movie because he's a big buff bald man, which is just what those characters are, big, big buff baldies. Is it me or is the, like, a weird percentage of big, tough, bald action stars turn out to be secret nerds? Uh, yeah, there is, like, a, this huge trend now. Like, uh, yeah. well, he's not bald, but, like, Henry Cavill, the Superman, yeah, uh, he's, Henry, like... Yeah, Henry Cavill yeah. is a huge PC gamer... Um, Terry Crews is like a big yeah. PC gamer. Right, Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel's supposed to be a big D&D nerd. Yeah. Funny that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, It Takes Two is a great co-op game. Mm-hmm. What else have we got on the thumbnail? Oh, Portal. Uh, the third course. game on thumbnail, aside from Elden Ring and It Takes Two, was uh, Portal 2, which yeah. seems to be everyone's go-to um, if you try to think like what is the best, most unique co-op experience. Yeah. And again, it's designed so that you absolutely need both players working together. Even though you both have the mm-hmm. same abilities, the nature of yeah. it being a puzzle game, and that you need all four portals working in most of those puzzles to get through them. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, I think it works particularly well because I, I would wager to guess most of the people playing it are pretty well versed in Portal. Like they've probably played yeah. Portal One and probably played the campaign of Portal Two, so it feels like you enter it with this accumulated knowledge, um, and and it it allows you to take the puzzles that you are kind of familiar with from the single player campaigns in One and Two, and throw new wrinkles on them because, like you said, you're adding this second dynamic of a second portal gun thus double yeah. the amount of portals and the multiplayer campaign is a bit lighter on the story yeah yeah and it's 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 and it has its like own unique character it was like atlas and whatever the the yeah. two sort of silly looking robos are named peabody and i'm astonished peabody. i'm astonished i remembered that after the prompt yeah right after after 10 years yeah, yeah. um so yeah, but, uh, so like it sometimes did some funny things where like Glados would talk shit about the other player to one of the <laughs> players while they were doing this their own thing somewhere. That yeah, thought was a, I thought it was a fun little uh, thing, but it wasn't you know yeah like an epic story campaign. No, no, the, not the at actual all. single player campaign was. It's it's funny too because it's like the the leap from Portal One to Portal Two is clear in that like the 
the campaign is longer and it's deeper and it throws in the kind of the different substances and surfaces and mm-hmm. gives you more story and everything. Plus it adds in this multiplayer mode. And so it almost seemed like that was the, especially at the time, like, oh, that is what you get in a sequel is you get a bigger and a deeper campaign. And then you also get a multiplayer mode. And a lot of them, like we mentioned, weren't very good. Like Bioshock 2 had a multiplayer mode and oh, I um, completely like Dead Space. That until you mentioned that. Yeah, it just felt like that generation, the like 360 PS3 generation, almost every game sequel was like, well, we got to do a multiplayer mode. Like Uncharted got its multiplayer mode that no one really played. And yeah, it's strange. Did you ever played the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer mode? Was that the one that was almost like uh, kind of like hide and seek where you had yeah, to like actually, pretend you were an AI? I actually kind of liked that game. Yeah, because it was different. Well, yeah, I played it a bit. Like you were in this huge map and there were like eight different characters and there'd be the playable characters and there'd be a million NPCs and they were all like randomized what characters they were. And you had mm-hmm. to kill one person and avoid being killed by another and everyone was like pretending to be an NPC. So yeah. like, you'd like be looking at a market stall going, hmm, what shall I buy from this market stall? And your target would, would creep past you and you'd go, turn, stab in the throat. Psych, yeah. twas me, twas yeah. me all along. It was I great. Just, it was, yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Because most uh, multiplayer, like token multiplayer modes in that era didn't put that much thought into it. No, no, not at all. And, uh, and then Assassin's Creed tried to do co-op multiplayer again with Unity and they made a big oh, deal God. about how their missions would have four of you infiltrating Notre Dame and again, doing an assassination. And Again, the issue there was that they didn't separate it from the single-player experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like I've already yeah. answered the question in the thumbnail here. Of what? like, yeah, yeah, why? why? What makes the co-op work? What makes multiplayer work? Because it's entirely focused on the multiplayer experience and doesn't feel like it needs to crowbar in the single-player, like, lonesome spots as well. Although yeah, and that's that, the- I'm thinking about my experience I've always had with MMOs, and which is apparently okay. quite a popular experience. That a lot of people just play MMOs but don't interact with anyone. Yeah. And, and at a certain point, you're like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I not yeah. just playing a regular RPG? But it's not the same as playing single player because it's this feeling that you're getting stuff done around other people without necessarily yeah. with them is part of yeah. the appeal. It's So it's like the equivalent of like, like taking yourself out for a night and like going to dinner by yourself and grabbing a drink by yourself and seeing a movie by yourself to where you're Some surrounded by people. That. But it's, I love doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, used to, I used to do that yeah. back when I lived in Brisbane and I was single. Yeah. I'd go to the bar, just have a drink by myself, maybe chat to whoever else was sitting at the bar, mm-hmm. uh, go out, have dinner at my favorite burger restaurant. And occasionally I go to the cinema by myself. Yeah. It's, it's great. Do, I feel like, didn't do that very often before concluding that I just really don't like the cinema experience. Well, there you go. Okay, well, I've got good news for you. Um, you, you, uh, you won that one. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. I think everyone those, agrees with you. Those lonesome spots won out on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is funny, too. There's so much, like, I always look at a game like Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's like, I love Final Fantasy, and everyone said it's one of the best Final Fantasy stories, and I'm like, I think I would like everything about this except for the fact that I have to play with other people, because I don't want to have to do yeah. that, and I don't want to have to get on other people's schedules or anything. Can you play that game single player? Can you play it World of Warcraft style, where you can just say solo everything if you want? I think most of the stuff. I think at like a certain point, like certain I don't know dungeons yeah. or, or bosses and stuff would necessitate a group. But um, from the people I know who've tried to recommend it to me, they've said most of the stuff you could do by yourself. So, but I don't believe those yeah. people. I think everyone's a liar. When I played like vanilla WoW way back in the day, you just couldn't solo dungeons. You there was a lot of stuff you couldn't solo, so I like partied out of necessity. But I think yeah, WoW yeah. uh, doesn't do that so much. And I played it a few years later, um, and I played a mage again, and they'd introduced uh-huh. a spell where you could summon, like, three copies of yourself to all, like, fight the same enemy. And I was, like, soloing a lot of intended-for-parties shit with that Okay. Spell. That's interesting. Well, I know also, didn't they, like, they also released Vanilla WoW again? Like, you can go back and yeah. play WoW Classic if you don't want to play Modern WoW, which is all, I don't know, it's all, it's all very strange to me. Yeah, I was tempted to try that out. But uh, that's how they get you. That is how they get you. Yeah, that's absolutely how they get you. I wish they do that uh, for Team Fortress 2. That could be neat. I played that a whole bunch back in the day before they started introducing all that bullocks. Yeah, it seems like that's, that would be such an easy win for them. Like, it seems like there'd be so many people who'd want to play the, the classic one. 
I think there might be some servers where you can play classic TF2 before they added all the hats and extra stuff. Yeah. You just ain't a hat. You just don't want any hats in your games. Speaking of hats and Portal 2, that was a weird thing mm-hmm. where they tried to add a Team Fortress 2 style, uh, like, accessories that you could apply to your character. Yeah. When, like, any moron could have pointed out that only one other person is ever going to see it and they won't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you trying to impress your friend or family member or whoever, partner, whoever? Yeah, and it's you can't really, like, play with a stranger. That's a game that kind of necessitates, you know, vocal co-op, so. You know what I thought was, for what it was, not a bad co-op experience? What's that? And uh, I'm going out on a limb here. Fear okay. 3. Did you ever play okay. Fear 3? I played Fear 3. I never played Fear 3 co-op. Well, that might have been your mistake. Okay. Because I thought that co-op was... I mean, it's a stupid game. A really dumb yeah. plot. And it's yeah. like really lets down the series. But something about the co-op worked for me. And I think it was because it was, it was doing what I was talking about, where the two different players have different skills and bring different things to the battle. Mm-hmm. So one player would, play, would be the point man who, was, who just had a gun and shot baddies and had the slow-mo ability but the other player played his ghost brother paxton federal and Ooh, uh, he ghost who didn't who didn't quite have the same role he'd go around the battlefield like possessing the enemy and uh, like stirring shit and i don't think he that's could really die. neat i don't think he could die he could just like move to another body i, I think that's fun. really neat his, the yeah. other player's job was really just to run interference in battles yeah yeah see that's the kind of I feel like the reason we don't get a lot of those is because you have to really think and work to implement, you know, different systems and mechanics and, yeah. and you know, work to balance them. Uh, whereas if you would just create a carbon copy of the character who doesn't exist in the cutscenes, you could just be like, well, that's our version of multiplayer. Um, another game of the era that I don't think was a good game, but had interesting co-op was Army of Two. Did you play any of those games? I noticed the Super Chat just mentioned it, but we'll get oh, to that when we go. get to Super Chats. Okay, look at that. Oh, I see that. John Connor, thank you for saving well, the future. What I remember about Army of Duel. Two was that they used to almost sort of crowbar in cooperative action by like hard coding an enemy to constantly fire at one of the players. And okay. um, and the game would literally tutorialize getting the other player to go behind them and shoot behind their shield when they were doing that. Oh, interesting. So it was, yeah. it was literally like hard coding, like flanking the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, it seems like those sort of cooperative shooting experiences have gone by the wayside. And now the thing we see more of are like asymmetrical 4v1 or sort of the Left for Dead model. Like we got the Aliens yeah. game last year. That was the same thing. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. As you say, there's a lot of them coming up. And a lot of them sort of miss the Left 4 Dead's example, which was that you absolutely cannot solo that game. You will get yeah. ripped to shreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why absolutely. They, you, that's why you have to play with bots if you're trying to play it alone. But a lot of like, yeah. Left 4 Dead games like, just try to, you know, just try to just rebalance the game for one player and it never bloody works. Yeah, I think that's why none of those have, have ever quite hit the same level of like popularity or acclaim that the original left for dead has. Um, but then you do get the, you know, the four V one, which I don't know if like, you know, evolve helped introduce, but that game kind yeah, of bomb. Now you have stuff like dead by daylight and Friday the 13th that are really big. Oh, I loved playing Friday the 13th. Yeah. they like a multiplayer experience where people will actually get into it and role play a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're playing against a buddy, like them being Jason Voorhees is like still kind of spooky when you hear like the, the, his breathing coming up behind you. I think a lot of what turns me off online multiplayer is that most players just take it way too fucking seriously. Yeah. That's what, uh, you're not playing ultimately the optimally they will like talk shit. Uh, I think on game night, we've called those players sweaty players where we said, we'll, we'll invite members of the community, but you can't be sweaty. And it's the sweaty people who are too good. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just a bunch of sweaty folks. Yeah. Don't be, don't be sweaty. Don't you bring don't your sweaty to here. Don't be sweaty. We only want dry folks. Nope. Not going to say that either. Uh, there's also the, uh, um, in, in games like destiny and, uh, call of duty zombies mode. Um, I'm talking less about the like 
you know, looter shooter, run around the world and grind for shit multiplayer, but more of the like designed bespoke, like destiny has the raids mm -hmm. and the, the, at least the early zombie modes that I played had these like missions that were all about sort of like solving the puzzle. And so you yeah. had to like fend off enemies while figuring out what to do that is outside the confines of like a normal first person shooter, just kill all the enemies in the room kind of thing. Well, I remember playing destiny too. And I remember how, like, occasionally you go into a dungeon, there'd be a puzzle, and they'd like mm -hmm. they'd mandate other players joining you, if you yeah, specifically yeah. said to turn off multiplayer. Yeah. But what would usually happen is I'd go into one of these puzzle dungeons, and one guy would who like this was like his third playthrough because if you play something online, there's always someone weirdly obsessed with being the best at it, so they'd just mm -hmm. solve it in a second, and none of us would have the fun of of decoding the experience. Yeah, so that's the tough thing is you, you all need to kind of be on the same level. And they have these things where like the second they flip the switches on those Destiny raids, you have like teams around the world playing nonstop to see which one can can you know solve it and beat it first. Um, well, it's which I would never do. That's probably days. very that's very sweaty. It's incredibly sweaty. Yeah. Well, it's very sweaty because people actually make a living from that shit. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. Everyone wants to be a pro gamer or a pro speedrunner and uh, yeah, yeah, make, or make just a pro streamer. Bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just uh, hard to me think it's nice that you know it can be a lifestyle, but uh, also it, it, maybe it was a little more fun before everyone took it so seriously. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I remember the days of like what was the the first professional game Fatality? Do you remember that guy? Like that was like the first professional gamer I remember. He was like a mild celebrity. Original Counter Strike, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I yeah, think that was it the was. First thing that really made it big. Was, was yeah strike i mean quake multiplayer was a big thing for a while but it only really exploded with half-life and its mods yeah and then you have now you have you know someone will say someone's name and i'm like i have no idea who that is and i click and i'm like oh they have yeah. two million followers on twitch they must be <laughs> they must be pretty famous yeah pro gaming almost feels like this huge thing but it's also really insular like all its celebrities yeah. are only celebrities within it, and there's yeah. supposed to be like millions of people watching this, but I don't actually know anyone who watches pro gaming stuff. Yeah, like I wonder. There's no way to like uh, it's apples and oranges, but like how famous is someone like Ninja compared to actors or musicians? Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, perhaps we'd have to wait a few years until the current generation comes of age more. Yeah. But I'd only heard of Ninja because I saw like a, a YouTube documentary about let's laugh at this shithead who ruined his whole life. And I yeah. and I, lo I love watching documentaries like that. <laughs> the, so the Schadenfreude of those documentaries. Yeah. So I, I have heard about the story of Ninja. and Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happens if you're not consistent. People ask me the secret yeah. of my success after 15 years of YouTube reviews. Consistency is key. There you go. Perfect. Try to leverage your fame into something new, and and you'll lose like fifty percent of your audience right there. You you never thought about making your own brand of energy drink? I do gamer fuel, Yahtzee gamer fuel. I do other things besides zero punctuation, but I've never stopped doing zero punctuation to yeah. do them. Is the point? Yeah, yeah, that is that is good. Also, your thing doesn't like have a have a shelf life because I feel like they've said like literally your what your, your muscles start atrophying at like twenty five, and so at a certain point you're just like not going to be good at, good enough at games to be a quote-unquote pro gamer. If you're wondering what I'm doing off-screen, Toffee has been playing with his toy this whole podcast. Aww. I've been waiting for him to settle down, but he just won't. Toffee's excited. What kind of a toy is it? Um, it's a little purple sheep. Oh, very nice. Well, well good good choice, Toffee. Good choice. And there he um, goes. <laughs> the, uh, the, the last kind of... Uh, multiplayer that I thought of when I thought of co-op experiences I really liked were more like passive and nice and experiential multiplayer. And I uh, thought of this as stuff like uh, Animal Crossing, which, mm. uh, you know, when, when that had the, the fortune of launching right at the start of the pandemic, and then a lot of people, you know, spent those first few months like really absorbed in the game and building their little village. And there was like a short period of time where I was playing that game every day and visiting friends' islands and we would leave each other's gifts and someone would say, I need X, Y, and Z, and I would bring them that. And then they would leave money in my house the next day. And it was all just very, it was very nice and very sweet. And 
it wasn't anything revolutionary. It was just trading, you know, digital JPEGs. Um, hmm. But it, allowed, it was nice. Were you allowed to type in your own messages or could you just only like use emotes or build messages Dark Souls style? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if in Animal Crossing they would allow you to type in. Nintendo was very scared of... of people abducting children inside their games. So I don't think they ever allowed that. Well, there was a time I didn't abduct when... any children in Animal Crossing, I promise you. There was a time when they were really leaning into like the uh, communal but not cooperative game experience, where in games like some of the uh, Mario 3D worlds, I think, they'd let you put little messages on levels so that other yeah. players could see them. Yeah, yeah, or or you see like ghost runs of your friends, and like you're never playing alongside each other, but there's always a. I guess that's almost like the. I guess that's the stickers in those levels would be the equivalent of like what leaving a a message down or a sign in uh, a Souls game. Pretty much, that was yeah. what I saw of it. It was always like this level was quite hard and yeah. shit like that. Finger butthole on yeah. uh, on like Donut Island level two two. And you could put stickers on them as well. You'd unlock stickers in the level. I remember that, yeah. Messages. Yeah, and I remember the game had like a sticker book and you'd unlock them and they'd slowly fill in the book. That was nice. Yeah, people would arrange the stickers into dubious tableaus. Sure, yeah. Like Mario was doing Peach up the arse and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That that sounds about right. Amber, I got it. That that sounds exactly why Nintendo doesn't want uh, true multiplayer. Amber, I I I did my part. Mm-hmm. I'd like uh, take stickers of like multiple Mario characters, stamp them in, and then use the included art tools to sort of erase their faces and just draw in yeah. a little anus where their face yeah. had been, with like <laughs> a horrible black liquid dripping down their front. Yeah, and then I post that. Were, you were part of both the problem and the solution. So I wonder what sort of protection Nintendo had against people doing horrible shit like that. I mean, if you were able to do it, minimal, <laughs> minimal protection. Yeah. Um yeah, and then the last the last one I thought of sort of alongside um the Animal Crossing thing was uh Pokemon Go. That especially that one summer it launched. Yeah. Um I don't know if did you get swept up in Pokemon Go fever? Not really. Okay. When would that have um, been around the time my child was born? It was about five years ago, I believe. Okay, yeah. Um I think twenty before, summer of twenty seventeen, twenty summer of twenty sixteen. Um but uh, I was living in San Francisco at the time, and let me tell you, both like the Embarcadero and Fisherman's Wharf and Golden Gate Park, it was insane that summer to see how many people were out playing that game. I can and it was it. just every possible demographic. There was there was just it was just it just felt like the entire city was out playing that game for that summer. And the game is still popular, yeah. but um, yeah, it was amazing. Everyone was high on FOMO. Yeah. Everyone was high on FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the bar I was working at, I, I hosted trivia at, and like just the first couple of weeks, literally everyone was, literally everyone in the bar was playing it. It was, it was really impressive. Hmm. Yeah. My old yeah. gaming bar, we used to do like 3DS nights where we encourage people to bring their 3DSs in so we could all get street passes off each other. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I was kind of like, I, I uh, recently recharged my 3DS for the first time in years because um, a bunch of Atlas games were on sale on the, the 3DS eShop, and I wanted to grab a couple of the, the, the weeby Shin Megami Tensei games. Um, <laughs> and so I ended up like buying like $50 worth of games. And I forgot, I wanted to check my street passes to see, like, do, are there any people still, have there any been, been any people like waiting at my gate for the last uh, like seven or eight years, just, just hmm. biding their time before they were let into my little 3DS? I feel bad if they were waiting that whole time. So I guess, to summarize, before we go to Super Chats, mm-hmm. good co-op is about either making sure every player uh, provides uh, their, something to contribute to success, yeah. or not taking it seriously at all. Yes. Well. I think, I think that's kind of the key, yeah. It's almost like forming a good team. Like, you can't have a... You can't have a, a championship basketball team if you have five guys who all have the exact set of skills. Exactly. You know, you need to have someone who's really tall who can get the rebounds, and someone who can handle the ball as a point guard, and someone who can shoot well. Um, That's why everyone yeah. talks shit if you join a team fortress server with five snipers on and, and exactly. become a sniper. Yeah, bunch of weenies. Don't be a weenie. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. 
So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay. Andrew Hickenbottom, two pounds to say, you made Lara Croft and Adam Jensen homeless. Well, <laughs> we didn't do that. No. They didn't ask for this. Lara Croft's not homeless. We've seen her house. We've been in it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they've, they've, they uh, specifically said that that Tomb Raider game that they just announced a few weeks ago, which I'm assuming was announced solely to drive up this price. Oh. Oh, what a cynic you've become in your old age, Marty. Like, they, 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 they didn't announce any details. They just said, we're making a Tomb Raider game. Remember Marvel's Avengers? Don't think about that, because we're making a Tomb Raider <laughs> game. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, also, I think ultimately, if you are a fan of these Western games, I think this is going to be a good thing. Like, I think hopefully these the Embracer group will care about the the Western studios more than Square Enix proper did. Because well, what we've discovered in over time is that the Japanese industry is not the Western industry, and the Western industry is not the Japanese industry. And when they true. work together, there's often this sense that they don't really get each other. Yep, one hundred percent. And what the fuck was with that Mario and Rabbits thing? Uh, we're getting a second one. Yeah, this year. Yeah, that was, and that was that wasn't just uh, Japan working with the West. It was Japan working with the French, who were like it, the weirdest in the West. So that's great. It just seems so very random. Yeah, why it really X, does. Why XCOM style combat after all that? It just seemed it seemed very strange. But it was also it wasn't bad. It was it was like kind of good, despite the fact that it had rabbits and like it's, I don't I don't want to spend any time with rabbits. Some people liked it. Who the fuck has thought about rabbits in the last twenty years? Sickos. A bunch of sickos have. I remember when I was reviewing that game, I said, why didn't they cross over with Assassin's Creed? I could picture like Mario in a, in a little hood and a uh, wrist knife. Uh, just like killing the Pope? Yeah, just, <laughs> just killing the turtle Pope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ooh, Elden Ring reference. Ooh, perfect. <laughs> just realised. Shulky Prince. Another crossover. Yeah, get everything could crossover. <laughs> Shulky <laughs> Prince gives two euros and says a sense of camaraderie can make a co-op experience. Well, I guess yeah. that's my point. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes um, it's, it's like I would say, referring to Dead Space City that we were talking about earlier, I don't think I had a good time because of the game. I had a good time because, like, I don't know, I was playing with Casey and we were just, like, mm. goofing around. And so you have to sort of be able to separate... Like, is this good because of the video game, or is this good because I'm playing with a person I like spending time with? Yeah, that's the old um, Plan 9 from Outer Space argument, isn't it? If a game's yeah. only good with friends, maybe it isn't good at all. Yeah, yeah. Although, although counterintuitively, I remember when I played Dead Space 3, I only played it solo, and I felt like I'd missed out on a lot of the plot, because a lot of the plot is like brought across from the interaction between the, the two players in the gameplay. Yeah, and that's one of those examples where it is two disparate characters who, um, yeah. you know, grow together, I guess. I, I didn't feel like we really grew, but still, yeah. it was nice. Uh, Meister Kleister Heist Air gives five euros and says, I had some insanely funny moments playing Human Fall Flat with a friend. Also, ramming tanks into each other to launch into orbit in Halo 2 was fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the sort of fun that's just like when I would have a friend over when I was little and we would just have toys and we would smash them into each other. Like, it was mostly fun because it was the two of us smashing toys into each other. There you go. Yeah. As we said. But I guess that's, you, you like, Humans Fall Flat is also, that's like of that genre of the game is purposely kind of broken. You know, like mm. uh, uh, Gang Beasts was that way. And those are games where, like, the jankiness makes the fun, which is, I guess, almost a similar thing to like uh, you mentioned, uh, um, Plan Nine or like The Room, like one yeah, of those yeah. movies where where you are like, is this? Yeah, what's 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 the actual appeal here? You're laughing at it rather than with it. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, John Connor, welcome to the tip jar. I actually Sorry, have. Just, I still have the tip messages up because I managed to gonna... managed to keep all of the chat up. Okay, knock on wood. Time. Because I think if you scroll down too fast, it like deletes it, a lot of. It the might like refresh at a certain yeah. point. Yeah, 
So for now, I can still see the the member chat. Perfect. Uh, Pima Stripolito gives $5 and says, do recent co-op shooters need a better AI director like Left 4 Dead or are they just bland and an AI director wouldn't help with replayability? Is it me or is AI sort of stopped being a priority in recent years? Because I remember when Fear first came yeah. out, like it was a huge talking point how it had really good AI. Yeah, and how reactive things were and how realistic uh, enemies were. And it feels like I can't yeah. remember the last time that even became like a selling point on a game. Yeah, I feel like that's been dropped at some point. And now when they're, when they're selling the games, it's all about, here, this will waste your time for 500 hours. Yeah, that is fun. And it's also like, I don't remember the last game anyone has ever been like, man, that was really good AI. Like, I don't think anyone would ever say that about a From Software game. Like, all the things we love about From Software games, mm. most most encounters are you trying to figure out how to break the break the AI or let the AI break itself in, like, earlier yeah. From in circumstances. That's, yeah, in that sense, I think it's we don't talk about AI because there's so much else to talk about in Dark Souls games. Maybe, like, praising a game's AI is like saying you have nice hair. When yeah. trying to uh, uh, compliment someone's appearance or you have yeah you have lovely eyes i assume buried and somewhere I, in the folds i guess i also don't know what like i in my head i can imagine what a a, a bigger and more complex world that looks nice and has more interactions i can envision what that is but if someone said a shooter with better ai like i really don't know what that means and would that make it fun like don't you still want to be able to figure out what the thing in front of you is going to do as opposed to it just making kind of random, insane, arbitrary de decisions? All they just do is flank you. Yeah. And not chase you into a narrow corridor that you just came from so you can shoot yeah. them all in single file at your leisure. That's what, that's what I remember about yeah. fear. I mean, they all talked about the AI, so I remember looking out for it and thinking, hmm, they're not chasing me into death zones. Good for them. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to die like this. Um, I'm trying to think of... God, there was a game... I thought it was Lone Echo, but now I don't think it was Lone Echo. But there was a game that was all about the AI learning your patterns in your movements. Oh, is that Echo? Like, just Echo? Was, oh, think, maybe it was just Echo, yeah. Ross, Ross Scott did a review of that. I haven't played it myself. Um, yes, it was this game. And literally the whole, like, the, the conceit was that you were, like, in some sort of a high-tech facility and the yeah. um, the the AI was the thing that you had to outsmart. Yeah. It was a very hard sci-fi sort of yeah. thing yeah. going on. Uh, Dunny26, who's been a member for 22 months, Ooh. says the LEGO games have unique styles for co-op. I always think of the LEGO games as divorced dad games. Uh. <laughs> the games you buy if you're a divorced dad and you want something to play with your kids on the visitation weekend. I've played so many of them co-op. Oh my god, I feel like I'm a divorced dad now. I'm an honorary divorced dad. Um, yeah, I think I mean because a lot those are those are games that uh, I, I feel like you get the most fun out of them in mm. in co-op because um, some of the things you do can feel like busy work, but doing them alongside a friend makes things a little better. And they also have smart puzzles where, you know. Like, even the most recent Star Wars game, you have to do two things, and having one person, you know, be a scoundrel with a blaster, and another person being a Jedi with the Force can can help solve a puzzle or get through an encounter better. Uh, Jumbly Wobbly, member for 25 months, uh, says, We need more co-op games like Journey, where our shared emotional experiences bring us as closer to our gaming neighbours. Complete strangers in this hateful world. Apologies for the corniness. It's been a while since I've played Journey. Do you actually have to rely on the other players, or are they just there? Uh, no, you can you can play the game offline. You can absolutely get through uh, yeah, by yeah. yourself. Yeah, I yeah. Think what other people get annoying is when you have to rely on the things they do. Yeah, that's but probably, there's also that's probably why they never annoyed you too much while playing Journey. Yeah, um, but I also just think the kinds of people who play Journey are going to not be the kinds of people who are going in there to try to like grief and troll and make your experience worse um well, yeah and there's there's also like this huge contingency of of players who've like you can unlock this white robe that's kind of the uh which is mm -hmm. a bad thing to say like that you don't in real life don't unlock a white robe just keep keep the white robes away but um you you it's sort of to show that that player has has mastered the game and there's almost like a group of people who play the game as like sherpas 
to like guide new players to secrets and and this is all like nonverbal because the game doesn't have voice chat or anything i gotta um, say if you decide to do that and go out of way to do your way to do that i'll probably assume you're a massive twat <laughs> why because you're a digital sherpa it just feels like a very pretentious and very condescending thing to want to do yeah it's like sometimes you know an act of charity can be an act of aggression it's like sure. saying, oh, I'm going to help you because you obviously couldn't get by without my help. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. Okay, so I guess I'm I'm less pes I'm slightly less pessimistic than you are, so that's good. I, I still have a little, cynical. little faith in the word. Cynical. Okay, okay, fair enough. Makes me think of Diogenes. Anyway. Yeah, there, there you go. John Connor gives 20 uh, Canadian dollars and says, Army of Two was a great mm. co-op experience for me in the day because it's the highlighted indicator for who had enemy aggro which made it feel like you were working together to balance aggro rather than just shooting everything to hell. I, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, that certainly that's neat. seem like just a little thing that can really add a certain dimension <sighs> to the combat. Yeah, and again, that's also a prime example of a game that's like, the game wasn't great, the game wasn't incredibly memorable, but it had these elements where you're like, shit, I wish these sort of ideas were in a game I liked more. Because like that's a really cool idea, and like the thing you were talking about of having to use the the other person as cover, like that's those are interesting ideas, um, and it yeah, it feels like those were games almost designed by like people throwing a bunch of ideas at a whiteboard and then eventually being able to use some of them, but the connective mm -hmm. tissue just wasn't there. Pity about the racism. Yeah, that sucks. Not great. I think it was Army of Two where in the first level you're like you're fighting Arab terrorists. Mm -hmm. And you run into a terrorist compound right out, straight out of that, you know, that, all that media hype there was in the post 9 11 days. 9 mm -hmm. Talking about how Osama bin Laden basically lived in a James Bond Doom Fortress. Yeah. An Army of Two started with you parachuting into a James Bond Doom Fortress where all these Arabian guys in traditional Arabian dress ran up and exploded themselves to kill you. Great. Love it. Jeez. Yeah, that was, a, that was a weird time in media, in, in, yeah. in, in TV and movies and everything. I'm old enough to remember when Deus Ex Invisible War came out and the tagline on the box art was the future war of war on terror. Because it was... That, it was <laughs> Little that very, did they know. Yeah, that very post 9-11 period. Yeah. Jeez. <sighs> Robert <laughs> Greedlove, great name there, by the way, gave $10. Also, way to roll, roll your ease. That was beautiful. Uh, Yahtzee mentioned meeting his wife at his failed barcade venture a couple of weeks ago, and that sounds like an adorable rom-com premise. Have you thought about writing a script about it? No. Hmm. I don't, I don't write movie scripts. I've never written a what? movie script. It's, it's, it, that's its own set of skills, I think. What was the, what was the name of the bar? Barcade. It was called The Manor Bar. The Manor Bar. Gotcha. It, it was a pun. On I gotcha. Bar no, as I understand. A element. Yeah, as a, a, a gooey element. <laughs> See, my first thought was the health bar, but that sounds yeah. like something else. That sounds like a place where they where you eat granola out of dispensers. Yeah, or like I know in LA you can you can go to a place to get an IV if you're hungover, like an IV of fluids. Hmm. So that sounds like something that would be at the health bar. Yeah, so you could call it the space bar. Space bar that could be good. Yeah, but again, that sounds like something else. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember. I was talking about Space Quest V the other day, and uh, mm -hmm. I suddenly remembered that there was a bar in that game called The Space Bar, and I all the time I played that game, I didn't get the pun. Oh, you I just thought of it as like a bar in yeah, space. It's a bar in yeah. space. What else would you call it? Yeah, yeah. It is pretty clever. But anyway, Andrew Hickenbottom gives five pounds and says, ever played two crude dudes on the Mega Drive? Side-scrolling beat-em-up was a hoot in co-op you could pick each other up and throw at the enemy. I never I played that. Couldn't you do that in River City Ransom dudes. as well? You could, yeah. And there was a lot of, um, like, almost piggybacking off our conversation the other week about arcades. Like, there was an era, especially a lot of those beat-em-ups, like, that had licenses to them, like the Turtles games or the Simpsons games or the X-Men arcade game, um, that were, like, the games were almost impossible by yourself, but got slightly easier if you played in like two, three or four players. Um, mm. And I have a lot of fond memories. Like some of my, my, my best arcade memories were playing like alongside my brother and some of my friends growing up and, yeah, and yeah. you know, wasting a bunch arcades. of money. Your life was <laughs> basically the stereotypical 80s movie. It was. Yeah, it was. Exactly. Exactly. Chaos Chris, member for 24 months. 
says obligatory monthly message money is in the mail in quotes oh well that's uh, making the most years. of your moment in the sun chaos chris two years chaos chris crazy we must be doing something right uh, Donald Nabity gives $20 and says, One of my friends said a word in my D&D group chat, so now I have to remind you all of it. Cumflation. Mm, didn't need that. Didn't need that. That's didn't all... you bring that word up on, on one of these? Yeah, remember? I was talking about how I'd recently encountered the word cumflation, and I was impressed by the elegance with which it conveyed its meaning. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your voice just went all roboty and your webcam froze. Am I back? Hang on, I'm going to disconnect. Uh, oh, I'm back now. Your, your voice is still all roboty. And I still can't see your webcam. Hang on. I want to close Discord altogether and open it back up. Oh boy, everything's fucking up. Well, sorry about this, everyone. Am I back now? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got your voice. I don't have your face. Uh, it, it looks the same as my old face. Okay. Well, you can be two rotating squares now forever. That's that's all I've wanted to be growing up. Can you, like, maybe turn off and on again? Yeah. Let me try doing that. Turn off and on again. Yeah. You can do that, right? Yeah, that seems like something you can do. Um, my internet seems fine now. Are you? Um, yeah, I can still hear you. I can. Okay. Uh, websites are loading for me. This is all yeah. very exciting. Yeah, everything's fine for me. Just can't see me. Maybe I'll go off camera, on camera. Still getting your two rotating squares. Okay. Well, can you hear me though? I feel yeah, like the voice yeah. is more important than the image. All right. Yeah. Let's just let's just okay. get by. Okay. Without the picture. <laughs> just just imagine Marty's lovely face. Aw. Uh, where were we? We were talking about cumflation. Of course we were. <laughs> I feel like saying that word caused my internet to not want to be alive anymore. Well, that's fair enough. Okay. Chaos Chris gives $10 and says, Your mail... Co-op for me hinges on playing with a casual, awestroke, and incompetent partner, us. Incompetence for the humour and casuals that the cow avoids hanging from the flagpole. Is your mail the name of a game? I don't know. I don't know what he's on about. I'm, I'm googling it. Um, your mail co-op for- Oh! Your mail may... Oh, I got you. So when when Chaos Chris hit their two-year mark, they said, obligatory monthly message, money is in the mail. Oh, and I this see. is the mail that the money was in. Oh, I see. Okay. So Chaos Chris says he likes playing with incompetent partners. Uh, <laughs> well, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah. I feel... I've, I've had fun playing co-op games with people who don't... Um, play a lot of games but i feel like a lot of times having players on an equal ish level like that was my it takes two experience i don't know how fun it takes two would be with someone who like was easily frustrated or had a hard time with some of the mechanics and ideas well i think if you really like lording over people and being very condescending that's true uh casey jones gives five dollars Says, my favorite co-op is the one where I find mm -hmm. worth in my major and get an offer with a comfortable salary once I graduate. That's pretty rare, you know. Yeah. I, I see what you're doing there, Casey Jones. Ah, uh, I like it. Will Cooling gives five pounds and says, any thoughts on Beyblades, Marty? Why hasn't the Switch video game come to the West yet? I, I'm going to be honest, I have question. very few thoughts on, on Beyblades. Um, I think those were slightly past my time. I know. I think it was like an an anime about like like dreidels or like battle dreidels sure, or something you like all anime i do yeah you can't just like some anime uh yeah i think it was it was like uh, pokemon but instead of monsters yeah. they battled they battled dreidels it was on the um, tail end of that it was trying to sell some dumb toy yeah yeah 
Uh, no thoughts. Yeah, maybe okay. maybe it'll come to the West. I hope so. I hope so for your sake, Will. Yeah, you big weeb. <laughs> Joe Ansel gives five pounds. Says thanks for your recommendation. Read my time splitters question. Jack and Daxter, did you play that? I read it was the first seamless three D open world. I haven't really played those. I wasn't aware it was the first seamless three D open world. Um, I did play those. I enjoyed them quite a bit. That was uh, what what Naughty Dog did after Crash Bandicoot, but before Uncharted. And it is funny because it is very much, it feels like a bridge between those two. But um, yeah, the island was uh, one big place that had like actual, like one-to-one geometry. So you'd start on a beach and you'd see a city down in the distance and you'd eventually make your way to the city. And the city was connected to the caves, which led to a volcano, and um, like all that stuff. Can you could you could traverse the entire map? I believe with I don't know if without loading, but you would load and then see behind you. Like there was no blank space. Like the entire um, you know the the entire map was like one single place, every inch of which was explorable. First time I remember noticing a game being seamless would probably have been Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Yeah, there was no loading screens example, yeah. in that. But yeah. it was a linear game. Yeah, that was a really impressive game. It was. Probably why yeah. they were going to remake it. Although I'm not sure what the hell happened to that. Uh, apparently, like, the, the <clears throat> it was bad. It was like, it looked like butt. And so they're trying to fix it. They, they want it to not look like butt anymore. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Geronimo Torres gives $5. Says the co-op mode from Resistance 2 was amazing. Can't quite put my finger on why, but I remember it well all these years later. Not, don't think I ever played that. I played Resistance Three and actually was surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah, I don't remember playing them co-op. I played all three of the campaigns, and that was you know Insomniac, um, mm. like hot off the heels of, of stuff like Ratchet and Clank, and obviously they're a very talented studio who got you know picked up by by Sony. So um, yeah. yeah, the Resistance games. I was kind. Of, I thought the like the art was kind of bland. It had that like gray brown, which a lot of games of the era had, like a lot yeah. of gray brown. Um, I, I seem to remember the uh, liking the story in Resistance Three. Yeah, because it was like a you know set in the real world, but an alien invasion, yeah, or monster invasion or something. And was yeah, like, I wonder if Sony will ever bring back bring that back. There was a focus on characters and yeah, tragic things happen. Uh, Donald Nabity, member for eleven months says, I don't even know what to put in one of these. Happy Mother's Day, Eve, 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 Eve. Well, thanks for reminding me to get flowers for my wife, Donald Nabity. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, Sunday, probably. I don't know how many Eves that is. I think Mother's Day is usually on a Sunday, though. Yeah, I heard it was coming up. Because yeah. Mother's Day's date is different depending on what country you're in. That's true. So I believe American Mother's Day is this weekend. Yeah, it's long been a source of confusion for me. I could understand why, yeah. Hot Creamy Fart gives $2 mm. to ask which co-op game is better solo? Well, if it's a game designed to be co-op, then I'm not sure I could think of one. Although you reminded me that I was surprised when I was playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands that it yeah. seemed perfectly playable single player and at no point playing single player I felt like I was being judged for not being part of a group. Yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, was it Resident Evil 5 that had a big uh, emphasis on co-op? And I never yeah. played, and I believe Resident Evil 6, maybe the two of them did, and I never, I only played them single player, and I don't feel like I missed out on anything. But if you played Resident Evil 5 solo, then the AI would take over the other character, and that That's was a huge right. pain in the ass. You keep using my huge health kits on me when I only needed a little bit of health back. Okay, that is true. That might still be, be something better co-op. Yeah, I would say something that, that, has a clear focus on story. Like, if you want to play Halo or Gears for the story, then single player would probably be better than co-op. Well, well, there you go, yes, because you don't have another voice in your ear constantly yeah. taking you out of the game. That was my earlier point. Yeah. Jumbly Wobbly gives CRC2500 to say, it took more than a decade, but Yahtzee finally got a new shirt. Congrats, you done it well. Congrats. I've had this shirt for a while. Maybe the lighting's well, different, Net. Past congrats. Also, I have several very similar black shirts. I was going to say, I have to imagine that you had more than one shirt for a decade. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, Eve Daly, who's been a member for eight months, says, just saying thanks to all the team. Look forward to the Iceland bids. Mm -hmm. Smiley face. Yeah, everyone's popping yeah. off to Iceland this week. Yeah. Le leaving so this... Well, well. 
Yeah, yeah, we're the skeleton crew left in charge. Look, Nick, Nick hasn't even left yet, and we, my camera already broke, and we don't know what's going on. I feel yeah. like I should be back, though. My audio's back. I can see myself. It's just Hang you on. can't see me. Maybe I'll... Uh... Nah, I won't bother messing with it anymore. Okay. We can hear your voice. That's what matters. There you go. Uh, Dimitri gives five Canadian dollars, says, Opinions on Castlevania Harmony of Despair's co-op-centric grindy design. I enjoyed it superficially, but its grind was blatant artificial longevity. I don't think I ever played it multiplayer. I was I remember bringing it up recently as something we could possibly try playing as a... Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure yeah, what, and it's... I'm not sure what you'd play it on now. I, uh, maybe it's still downloadable on Xbox, because like most of the 360 games are still playable on series x so you might be able to download it and play it i don't like i don't know if it came to to pc or anything i haven't got an xbox plugged in i haven't had it plugged in in ages um uh, you, you can you can get it and dust it off and just just blow all the suit off the the controller and it'll be fine according to this it was only ever out on 360 and playstation 3 hmm. well that's i mean that's also konami and their bizarre nonsense of releasing a game and then being like well it's just you don't bloody, need to worry about it anymore. Bloody Konami. Bloody we hate yeah. making money, Konami. Yeah. Uh, Will Cooling, who's been a member for 25 months, says, oh, actually, my six-year-old who loves the Beyblade toys and anime and keeps nagging me about the video game, lol. It is indeed very Pokemon. Oh. There's well, there still six-year-olds who love Beyblade. Listen, if you like battle dreidels, you know, that's a timeless thing. Well, you're you're born with it in your blood. Well, one can never predict what they latch on to, I suppose. My daughter no. really loves the fucking Disney Plus Mickey Mouse Club show. Oh, well, there you go. And that show's terrible. Looks like <laughs> early 2000s CG. <laughs> but who am I to judge? It's not for me, is it? Exactly. Ernesto gives uh, has been a member for 21 months and says, what about the co-op in Elite Dangerous? Ever had any experience with that? I used to love it, but as a socially awkward person, I just played it for a bit. What about Souls-like's Invasion versus Co-op? I don't think I ever played Elite Dangerous online. I saw the option at the start, said, do you want to play this online? And I said, damn straight, no. I don't. <laughs> damn curved, I don't. That's uh, that's like a big space exploration game, correct? Like a big yes. dogfighting? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know stuff like Elite. That's like, there, there have been like incredible stories. And even Eve, not to like, you know, pump our own upcoming content, but like reading stories about the like massive uh, 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 communal experiences in games like Elite Dangerous and Eve uh, all sound fascinating to me, but no, just uh, haven't, haven't played a lot of those genres. Mm. No. Oh, I think that might have been all the super chats. People were mad because they couldn't see me. Oh, and I understand. Yes. I understand why. Yes, they want to throw us money like we're fucking strippers. Yeah. I want to imagine rubbing up close to our scruffy beards. Oh, no. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for watching Slightly Something Else, everyone, and thanks for all your super chats. It helps us make the content we like and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got Zero Punctuation coming up on Wednesday, as always. It will be on the subject of teardown, of all things. Ooh. Man. I need to figure out who I'm going to stream with. Who's not in Iceland right now? Uh, me, Casey, Jesse, Amy. Ah. Well, I don't want you on. We've been seeing far too much of you lately. Also, if I can't fix my camera, I'm fucking useless to everyone. So, Did, did anyone review Teardown? I don't believe minute, so, no. Three-minute review style? I, I do not believe so, no. Well, anyway, maybe I'll... Uh, toss that out and let them fight over it there you go <laughs> like in the dark night when the joker just uh, breaks a pool cue in half and throws it at everybody yeah there you can you do that go. totally fine oh something just uh, oh, we... from donald nabity yeah. who gave ten dollars to say sorry about this but i watched a goose stand off against a car for a solid minute the honks were loud and distracting it made me in square brackets happy that sounds genuinely wonderful honestly we sometimes see standoffs between cars and uh, turkeys where I live. Yeah, turkeys they, are turkeys are just, mean. They just walk along the road like it ain't no thing. Yeah, I appreciate an animal who is either 
too dumb or so brave that they're not afraid of a car because they should be afraid of a car. Mm. Yeah. Get a lot of deer in this area as well. Dude, yeah. That's what we get a lot here too in Wisconsin. Not great. There's, Not great. There's signs up and everything. I've, yeah. I've caught yeah. them nibbling my plants in my backyard more than once. No, not your plants. You need those plants. Your your herbs, your herbs and your ferns. Yes, my herbs. Your herbs. Which is how you uh, say it, because there's a fucking H in it. Uh, Yeah, but you don't call it a house. You call it an ouse. Nope, that one didn't work. That did not help my point. <laughs> <laughs> that well, anyway. Um, but we do, uh, yes, we mentioned, uh, obviously, Nick and the crew are going to be in Iceland for the next uh, two weeks or so doing a bunch of great stuff with Eve. Uh, but we are going to maintain uh, streaming our schedule uh, mostly this week and next week, um, even with some some uh, bonus streams. Like uh, later today at 3 p.m., um, assuming I, I fix my camera in an hour and a half, Casey and I are going to be playing Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah. Which will be nice. Yes. Um, I, I yeah. Yeah. We were going to do a Castlevania stream. Yeah. Oh, that's why we were talking about Harmony Dissonance. That's right. Yes. Yes. Despair. Um, yeah, Harmony, Harmony Despair, Despair just... is a different thing to Harmony Dissonance. It's confusing, I know. That is, that's, they should fix that. Harmony um, Dissonance was one of the GBA ones, I think. Oh, gotcha. Or even, was it the DS one? No, the DS one probably no, had a, no, no, no. a D and an S in the title. No, the DS were very... ones were Order of Ecclesia, mm -hmm. uh, Dawn of Sorrow. There's your Dawn DS of Sorrow, one. that was it, yeah. And uh, Portrait of Ruin. Yeah. Those, those were the DS ones. Okay, look at that. That's where our stream is going to be us figuring out uh, what the names of all the Castlevania games are. Um, so yeah, we'll be streaming that in 90 minutes from now. Um, tomorrow, Casey and Jesse will be back uh, normal time with uh, Hidden Gems um, playing Death Trash. I'm not sure what that is, but I really like the title of it. I think it's I one think of those that's... things that's been on early access for like ever. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Wednesday, like, like Yachi said, we'll have post CP and also a breakout on Wednesday. Uh, I have confirmed this morning, um, AC and I, since Nick is gone, will be joined by Jack Packard. Ooh. So I reached out to Jack. Finally, he said he's down. Finally making time for us again. Yeah. So he's... I figured that we could have him on to, to promote Adventures Night Season 2, which is available for early access members and available to everyone on Saturday. Yes. Well, that's the thing that means he hasn't been on stream as much. Yeah, exactly. He's been working very hard on that. I've seen yeah. the first episode because I can access the Escapist YouTube channel and it's looking <laughs> very nice. It's got a yes. music bed now and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jamate's been helping with a bunch of, with some of like the, uh, the, the effects and animation and sound design and stuff. I like um, watching back the yeah. episodes once they finally come out because there were so many funny bits I forgot happened. And I'm like, yeah, I was going to say, like, how oh, long ago do you think you filmed that first one? I'm like, oh, oh what a wit I am. <laughs> Oh, I'm so clever. Oh, that Mortimer. What a, scoundrel. Yeah. what a scoundrel he is. You are absolutely a scoundrel in that game. 100%. Love that word as well, scoundrel. Scoundrel does, it rolls off the tongue really well. It is very nice. So I think that'll be it from us. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching again. I was Yahtzee Crochet. I joined by Matty Sleever. Follow us all on Twitter. We have all our Twitter handles should be readily available i realized i was just waving at the camera and no one could see it what was i doing there i was waving goodbye to the camera you don't get any toffee time toffee time I get zero toffee time no. toffee's oh, no. tired he was he gave you all his toffee time earlier now he's finally <laughs> he's finally settled down under a blanket yeah okay well uh i'll see y'all on wednesday bye for now Bye, everyone. Damn it, I waved again. Why am I doing this? Bye, Bye everybody. I'll, I'll wave with two hands. Okay, perfect. Double wave. Bye. The right hand is mine. The right hand is, is my wave. Bye.